0: I love walking up to hearing me and my girls <laughs> it's not confusing at all it's normal it's regular how's everybody doing this morning you doing good come on you doing good you feeling good to be in church this morning yeah uh i i, I know we've talked about sisterhood but uh I, I just being able to um listen to a little bit of the planning of this sisterhood this one's going to be absolutely the best one we've ever done. Just, I honestly, like, and I, I love that so many are like, oh, man, it's going to be great. And, and we always, because we know it's going to be great. But this one, in particular, uh, hearing about what's going on, uh, hearing about the prayers that are being prayed, hearing about the thoughts that are going to be shared Listen, this is unmissable. This will be a moment that not just sisterhood will look back on, but a moment in our church that we look back on and say, wow, do you remember that sisterhood night? So make plans. It's going to be an incredible, uh, incredible night. Make plans to be there. And, and guys, uh, if you can, we would love for you to be a part of the serve team that's going to be there. It's, it's going to be great. Hey, let's uh, jump in and we're going to uh, pray and then uh, talk Uh, About Jonah for a little bit. Father, we pray this morning, God, for every person here in the room, every person who's watching online right now, Father, we pray that their hearts would be in tune to hear what you're saying. God, I'm praying that uh, we wouldn't hear just somebody's words. God, we would hear from heaven. God, we would hear your words that you've been maybe even speaking to us this week, God, that we would hear them again more clearly. Father, I'm praying that Holy Spirit You would change things in the room and online where you see fit. God, help us uh, to be right in line with where you are. And God, I pray that this morning, God, would be another morning where we feel like we move closer to you. We look more like you. God, I'm praying that faith would rise up in the room. God, I'm praying for people who don't have a relationship with you. God, I pray that this morning, God, that would change. God, that that even if they're wrestling with belief, God, I pray that would change. And God, that they would actually see how good and true you are. In Jesus' name we pray. Everybody said amen. Amen. Uh, As we were sitting here, Watson usually likes to, um, my son, uh, usually likes to stay with Jess and I just for a song or two before he goes to class. And I guess Jess was talking to him and right before he left to go to class. He goes, Is my dad going to preach or what? And, and, and Jess was like, Yeah, I, I think he is. And he goes, Oh, okay, I'm going to class then. <laughs> what a vote of confidence. <laughs> I mean, <I'm, laughs> Jess just yelled, He likes worship. Okay, we all do. It's fine. Time, my feelings aren't hurt at all. Uh, Jonah, chapter 1, if you are here last Sunday, so glad that you're here. If this is your first time to church, we're so glad that you're here this morning watching online or here in the room. Come on, give a huge, huge hand clap. If this is your first Sunday, we're so glad you're here. Uh, to catch you up, last week, Jonah was an idiot. Uh, week 2, Jonah's still an idiot. So you really haven't missed too much. And uh, we, we, I, I want to read this, uh, Jonah chapter 1, verse 4. Um, and uh, as we're reading this, I'm praying that we find ourselves in this text. Uh, this, you realize that the Bible is not just words. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's the, what, what we call the Word of God. And so when we read this, it's, um, it's not we're reading a book. We're, we're hearing alive words. Come, come alive to us, hopefully. And, um, and so there's, there's power here. And uh, verse 4 says, but the Lord, talking about Jonah running away, but the Lord hurled a powerful wind over the sea causing a violent storm, threatened to break the ship apart, fearing for their lives, the desperate, Sailors shouted to their gods for help and threw the cargo overboard to lighten the ship. But all this time, Jonah was sound asleep down in the hold. So the captain went down after him. How can you sleep at a time like this? He shouted, "Right? How, how can how how can you?" Just be chilling when the ship's about to break up. How how can you not be desperate like we're desperate? How how can you not feel like our lives are about to end when when we're sitting here thinking that this is over? This is done. Jonah, what what's what's going on with your life? And I'll get to this later, but really this is. When somebody has this kind of response to life-threatening moments and, and they just don't care, they are in a depressed state that has already decided that their life is over. That's, he's talking to a dead man. He just doesn't know it yet. And he's like, "Why? why how, how could you sleep at a time like this? He shouted, get up! And pray to your God. Maybe, maybe he will pay attention to us. Spare our lives. So let me, let me not talk about Jonah just for a second. Let me talk about these sailors and this captain. And the idea that when the storm came, how desperate they got, how many cries they had to their own false gods for help that no one answered. And so what they did is they started throwing things overboard to lighten the ship, to hopefully save them. And as I was reading that, I thought, I saw myself in the sailors. That when things get hard, I start throwing stuff overboard. But when I start throwing things overboard, am I really throwing the right things overboard? Because even though they had good intentions, none of that stuff that they were throwing overboard is going to help them, right? This is not gonna help, they're in something that's a lot bigger than them. But they think, well, if I throw this overboard or if I throw that, and I think we, a lot of times, are throwing the wrong things in the wrong place. In our own life, when things start getting turbulent when the storm starts hitting, sometimes we start throwing things off and we're just throwing the wrong things. And, 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 and to be fair, the sailors were going to have to throw something overboard, but it wasn't what they started with. So it was right action, wrong thing. And, and, and maybe some of us are doing the right action, but we're doing the wrong thing. And so when stuff gets hard, you start throwing things overboard thinking that it's going to lighten your life and help you go through a storm. But it's not, and and this is the most frustrating part, right? When you do that and you throw something overboard and it doesn't help your situation at all, how frustrating is that? You get so frustrated frustrated. You start, uh, you start feeling stressed, and, and you start feeling um, so many things are coming at you. So the first thing you do, well, I'm, I'm just, you know what, I've got a lot on my plate right now, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna stop serving at church. And when things settle down, then I'll get back. And then when you're through serving out, overboard, and the storm is still going, you're like, I thought that was going to help. Wrong thing. Right? Wrong thing. You, you were trying. Listen, I'll give you a golf clap for trying to get better. Like, it, it was okay. It was, but it just wasn't, it, it just didn't help. And so many of us, when we get desperate, we start chucking things that just shouldn't go, go off our boat. When you, start, when you start feeling the stress of financial uh, s- uh, things coming at you, well, the first thing I do, I'm going to cut generosity. And I'm going st- to stop tithing. Oh, please. Wrong. wrong. Wrong one. Don't throw that one overboard. For all of you who think you can do better with your finances than God with you. Right? You're like, oh, man, you know, I, I got this. God, I'll- I will build my I'll I'll, I'll build my financial future, thank you. No, don't do that. For those of you who who feel like there's too many things going on in your life right now, so you cut community and you start ghosting people who are reaching out to you. And and people are trying to get in front of your face knowing that you're going through some hard stuff. And you're like, when I get through it, then I'll have friends. No! Friends are meant for the storm! like communities meant for the storm communities also meant for a really awesome boat ride but that's why they're so, so great it goes both ways good times bad times but so so many of us when we get stressed throw that overboard and the storm keeps going some of you are are getting so frustrated because you're like i have gotten rid of so many, so many things and the storm keeps coming and the storm has not stopped. And, and, you're, and you're wondering, why, why is this not working? And you have this ownership of having uh, of, of, of this storm and not realizing that maybe you're doing things uh, in, in a wrong way that, that really isn't helping you, it's actually just hurting you. My son, when we, um, when we come home from school, he doesn't come home from school like this. Oh, what a day. I mean, Dad, we got, we got a mortgage to pay. I don't even have a job. <laughs> I tried to write V and I messed it up today. I don't know what I'm going to do. And, 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 and other people are writing their B well. And, 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 and also, I mean, what about the rising causes of inflation? Dad, this is... I mean, this day is terrible. And and also, uh, Timmy did so much better in his counting than me. It's going to affect my future in college, Dad. What are we going to do? That is not how he acts. Comes home from school. He runs in, throws his backpack God knows where, says, Dad, let's play some cards and get me some pretzels up in this mug. Like... <laughs> That's him. Like, that's what he wants. And, and the reason he feels like that is because of the responsibility over his life is not on his shoulders. It's on mine. And so he's like, dad's got it but when i would ask you who's responsible for your life you would say me and i would say wrong because you aren't you 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 didn't buy your own life god bought it on a cross 2000 years ago for those of you who put your trust in jesus christ you don't own your life anymore god owns your life, and so when you walk around with that, you throw things differently. You throw things, let, let, me, let me read this scripture, this is first um, uh, Peter 5-7, give all your worries and cares to who? Your spouse? Your friends? Your social media? You know, you keep going on and on. You know, like, like, just shut up. <laughs> no, give all your worries and cares to God. Your Father, for he cares about you. Or in keeping with the throwing overboard, look at this. This is First Peter. This is the same scripture, different translation. Throw all your worry on him. Because he cares for you. You're throwing the wrong thing. Some of you are throwing community. You're throwing generosity. You're throwing your faith. You're throwing your serving. You're throwing your leadership. Don't throw those things overboard. Throw your worries and your cares on God. Throw them on him. He is big enough to carry them. And honestly, he's the only one who can work it all out. Psalm chapter Psalm chapter 52. Please listen and answer me. He's talking to God, for I am overwhelmed by my trouble. Oh, that's uh, verse 2. Verse 22 is actually the scripture. Here, I'm going to I'm going to go I'm going to go and uh, look it up right in the old Bible right by myself. Oh, can can you guys throw up 22? Can you do that? Oh, you guys are awesome. I heard somebody from the depths of the back, way back there, say, yep, I got it. Let me see if I can beat him. I, be, I can beat you guys. I'm way faster than my, yep, yeah, I got, no, no, I had it. <laughs> it's not fair. I had it. Give your burdens to the Lord, for he will take care of you. Look at this. He will not permit the godly to slip and fall. He's, he, give, come on, you guys, some of you, you're dying going to bed at night, drowning in your own anxiety. And, 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 and you're not just giving that, giving that, giving that. Another translation uh, it talks about throwing your burdens on the Lord. Throwing them on the Lord. Casting all your burdens on the Lord. How many of us are wearing so much weight because we think that's what we should carry? I'm telling you, God has got this. Stop throwing things overboard that you shouldn't and throw the junk that you shouldn't carry on God. He's got you. He's got you. He's got you during this inflation. He's got you during this turbulent time. He's got you during that marriage that feels like it's falling apart. He has got you during that friend problem that you thought would never work out. He's got you when you're worried about your kids and worried about their future and worried about how they're going to interact with other people. He has got you with your job. He has got you with your financial future. He has got you with all of those things that feel like it's weighing you down. He's got you with the future and dreams that you've let nobody in on. He has got you. He has got you. You, But you've got to remind yourself over and over because the enemy would love to remind you, nobody's got you but you. And then what the enemy does after that is shows you how inadequate you are. And so then you worry because you're like, I'm not that good. So newsflash, yeah, you're not that good. You're not, but God is all powerful god is all knowing God's got everything in the palm of his hand, and is totally open for you to put everything on him so god i'm throwing I'm throwing that I'm throwing that on you 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 can you can care for that because you care care for me, so as the the sailors are throwing this overboard captain goes down and and sees jonah sleeping and is like now this is weird cuz we're about we're about to the whole ship's about to explode break up in a million pieces and this dude's sleeping and as I was reading this i thought sleeping through a storm can be good or bad can be good or bad. Bless you, whoever that was. That was a really good one. Sleeping through a storm can be either good or bad. When I, when I read this about Jonah sleeping through a storm, the first thing I thought about was Matthew chapter 8, verse 23. Matthew eight twenty three says it's When Jesus got into a boat and started across the lake with his disciples... Suddenly a fierce storm struck the lake. Okay, now, are both boats in a storm? It's not a trick question, guys. This was like a, you see, yes. I I do that to make sure everybody's paying attention. And when four people say yes, I'm like, ah, crap. (laughs) I'm going to have to say some more jokes. Get everybody's attention, because Lord knows the Bible is putting everybody to sleep. <laughs> oh, I didn't mean that mean. I was just, <laughs> some of you like, ouch. Oh, okay, take it as you will. Uh, <laughs> uh, both boats in a storm. Suddenly a fierce storm struck the lake. And this is what I want you to see. One person running away from God, right, in a storm. One person with a a bunch of disciples on a boat with the Son of God in a storm. See, for those of you who think that following God will keep you out of storms. No. It's just, so so, so I I think we need to be a little more comfortable with going through hard things. And not losing our ever-loving mind. When you find something hard. Because we got one guy running from God, we've got the Son of God, and, the other, and they're both in storm. Okay. The disciples went, woke him up. So Jesus was sleeping. The disciples went, woke him up, shouting, Lord, save us. We're gonna drown. Which sounds a lot like my prayers. I don't know if that sounds like It sounds like my prayer. God save us! Everything is going terrible! Me, now, where are you? You're never around when I need you. Right, anybody else pray like that? Right, right, right. Only me. Cool. So that's where my faith is. The moment a wisp of cloud come up. Ah! God! I wish Jesus was in my boat. Right? I I wish I I could just, the actual physical Jesus, because I would always be like, hey, there's a little rocky right there. Can you smooth it? You know what I mean? Like, I would just constantly be, hey, Jesus is sleeping. He responded, why are you afraid, Ben? You have so little faith. Ouch. But also true. Why are you afraid? You have so little faith. Then he got up, rebuked the wind and the waves, and suddenly there was a great calm. The disciples were amazed. Who is this man? They asked, even the winds and waves obey him. See, this this kind of sleeping through a storm has everything to, to do with authority. So when you sleep through a storm like this and you act like Jesus acts, what is happening is you are operating in the authority that God has given you. So I'll say it like this. If you can't sleep through a storm, you will never be able to speak to a storm. So many of you want to speak to storms, but you have not learned how to sleep through a storm. You have not learned how to give anxiety and worry and care to God. You have not learned the authority that God has given you as a believer. You have not learned that Jesus actually gives you the power to speak to things, and to see things change, and to see things move. You you don't know that you can stand up, and you don't have to go through the status quo, and you don't have to accept everything that comes to you, and you don't have to listen to every doctor, and you don't have to look at every financial prognosis and say that's how it's going to be, and you don't have to look at the political landscape and think that's how it's always going to be, and people are always going to fight, and people are always going to be divided. You don't have to look at Things that say there's always going to be a black versus white, and there's always going to be a brown versus yellow, and there's always going to be this person versus that person. And you don't have to sit there and think God has given you authority to speak to storms. But if you can't sleep through a storm, you'll never be able to speak to a storm because you don't know who Jesus is in your life. You think Jesus is some kind of safety raft to get you out eternal, uh, to get you out of eternal damnation instead of understanding Jesus is somebody who actually comes inside of you, lives on the inside of you. and everywhere you step, Jesus steps. Everywhere you go, the Spirit of God goes. And everywhere that you talk, everything that you talk to, Jesus is actually speaking to. But if you don't understand that, you're freaking out every time a wind comes up. So, so you speak to certain things when you have the authority. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7, a lot of us maybe have heard this if you've been in church before. For God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, love, and self-discipline. That's what God has given you. Here's the thing with this scripture. You cannot operate in two spirits. You're going to either operate in the spirit of fear or you're going to operate in the spirit of power, love, and self-discipline. But you can't operate in both. And so you're going to either choose one or the other. I would choose the one God has given you, not the one God hasn't given you. God hasn't given you fear, so don't choose it. God has given you a a spirit of power, love, and sound mind. So stick yourself right in that spirit and act and operate in that. Operate in what God has given you. Stop backing away from everything and and accepting things that aren't yours. Meaning the spirit of fear. That's not yours. Every time you fear that you feel fear come up inside of you, that's not you. That's not what God has given you. Man, I gotta keep going. I'm going too long right through here. Listen. Uh, I know that the band is coming up. give me like five more minutes, otherwise you're all going to think I gotta stop and I'm not gonna stop. Um, <laughs> uh, so you have one sleeping through the boat sleeping through the storm in the boat who's operating in authority, and then you have Jonah, and that's not authority. He's sleeping in the boat. And that has to do with depression, apathy, and escapism. Because Jonah, this is the time to stand up and work. This is the time to stand up and believe. This is the time to stand up and save the people that are on this boat that do not know the God that you know. This is the time. And the captain actually even begged Jonah, wake up. And then what did he say? Did he say, come and help us? Throw stuff overboard? No, you know what he said? He said, wake up. Pray to your God. And I read this and I felt convicted. Because I feel like if people could actually say what they're feeling to us, that don't have a relationship with God, this is actually probably what they would say to so many of us in church. Wake up and please pray to your God because we feel like we're going overboard and it's over. And Jonah, this is the time to stand up and fight, not to sleep. And I would say to all of us, if maybe some of you have, have, have started taking naps in places where you shouldn't be taking naps, and God is starting to nudge you and say, wake up, wake up, I need you to fight. I need you to fight for these sailors. I need you to fight for your friends. I need you to fight for your family. I need you to fight for your neighbors. I need you to fight for your coworkers. I need you to stand up and pray. Pray to me that I will do something, that I will change the situation. I know it looks like a storm cloud, and I know that that boat feels like it's breaking at this moment, but please, Jonah, stand up and pray and say, no, God, no, don't do this. Change where you are in this moment, then think start changing. But it has to be somebody who wakes up. It has to be somebody who opens up their eyes. It has to be somebody who believes that God will do what he said he would do. And this is why God says this, this is why Mark eleven twenty two is here. This is what Jesus said. Then Jesus said to the disciples, have faith in God. I tell you the truth, you can say to this mountain, may you be lifted up and thrown into the sea and it will happen. But you must really believe it will happen and have no doubt in your heart. God is looking for people who will speak to mountains, who will actually say, God, move something that looks immovable. God, heal that person that seems unhealable. God, save that person who seems unsavable. God, move in my marriage. Move in my friend's life. Move in my co-worker's life. Stand up and believe that God can do what he said he would do. And this is why people are looking at you and saying, please wake up. Please wake up. Don't wake up and go to church. Wake up and speak to mountains. Don't wake up and sit in a seat. Go and wake up and speak to mountains. Don't wake up and just sing a nice little song. Wake up and speak to mountains. Don't wake up and say, man, I'm glad I'm going to heaven. No, wake up and speak to mountains. Come on, church. It's time to wake up and actually believe what Jesus said. Not just believe some of it, believe all of it. Not just believe a couple things about your eternal destination, but believe that you are somebody who can see the atmosphere change. Believe that you can pray about your business and see it explode. Believe that you can pray about your family and see your family come to life. Believe that you can pray about a marriage and see it restored. Believe you can pray for people who are dying on the inside and seeing life come back on the inside. It has to be somebody who wakes up and not just attend church, but be the church. And in so, and, and that moment, that's when mountains start moving. That's when mountains, because every one of us see mountains. And some of you are using all your energy to climb a mountain that God said to move. Some, some of you are thinking, how are we going to get around this mountain? This is going to take Forever. And God says, will speak to it. Not because you're so powerful, but because of who Jesus is in your life. Right? I, I think about this with our church. And, and, and this, is, this is how I want to pray for our church. Because as, as, as I pray for our church as a whole, I pray about it being... Here in Tulsa, and I, I'm praying for mountains to move in Tulsa, and in, in, in Broken Arrow, and, and, other, and other surrounding cities, and, and I, I'm praying for God to, to move, move the mountain. So where I, I would speak to the mountain of divisiveness, and say, no, I believe the churches are going to work together and not compete against each other. God, I'm praying for churches in our city to actually love one another and not compete against each other. God, I'm praying for our church, and and, and I'm praying for our situation in Tulsa. I'm praying for homelessness. I'm I'm praying for people that, that are living on the street right now. That, God, we would be able to give them a hand up, not just a hand out. God, I'm praying for our churches in this city. God, that they would be unified. God, I'm praying for churches in this city. I'm praying for our church. It wouldn't be a white church. It wouldn't be a black church. It would be a Jesus church. And God, I'm praying that we'd be able to show that to our city. That you don't have to go to North Tulsa if you want one church. You don't have to go to South Tulsa if you're in this church. You can go right here and you can see people all around. It doesn't have to be this way anymore. But so many people, oh, that's a mountain that's been in Tulsa for too many years. No, I'm speaking to that mountain in Jesus' name. I'm speaking to that mountain. I want to see God move that mountain. I'm praying that God would do a miracle in our church. Not so we can say our name is great, but say look at what God has done. Look at what God has done in my family. When my wife and I could not have kids, God brought kids into our life when it seemed like we prayed and prayed for years and years and years that God was deaf to every prayer that we prayed, all of a sudden God moved that mountain. This is the life I want to live. And this is where I want to wake up and speak to a mountain. Instead of just take another storm because I think some of us as Christians have gotten too used to taking hits and not giving one back. You're just too used to ducking your head and thinking I'll just make it through when God actually wants you to make a way through. Jonah, wake up. So he finally gets up. And he's honest. He tells all the sailors, this is actually my fault. Man, I shouldn't have wore a sweater. I'm sweating so much. Lord. That's it. I'm wearing a tank tip, tank top next next Sunday. Let's go. Let's go. Jess, did you just say no? That's that's rude. <laughs> that's, that's rude. Okay, I think the church would grow, but that's okay. <laughs> uh, verse thirteen said, instead the sailors. Uh, it, Jonah said this is all my fault throw me overboard verse 13 it said the sailors wrote even harder to get the ship to land interesting that Jonah didn't care about saving people but the people who didn't even know God wanted to save Jonah but the stormy sea was too violent for them they couldn't make it then they cried out to the Lord Jonah's God Oh, Lord, they pleaded, don't make us die for this man's sin. Don't hold us responsible for his death. Oh, Lord, you've sent the storm upon him for your own good reasons. Then the sailor picked up Jonah, threw him into the raging sea, and the storm stopped at once. The sailors were awestruck by the Lord's great power. They offered him a sacrifice and vowed to serve him. See, even in your... Even in your mess-ups, God can, can use grace to reach people. Thank God for that. Verse 17, this is the one I want to end with here. Now the Lord had arranged for a great fish to swallow Jonah. And Jonah was inside the fish for three days and three nights. What do you do with fish? You catch them. Right? But now we got a fish catching Jonah. What you're supposed to catch is now catching you. Let me, let me get this a little more. What you looked at as something that I control, right, catching fish, I control this. Now it is out of your control, it's caught you. Where does that put you when that stuff happens? You get humbled real quick, right? And this is where God moves, to change you, is when you're humble. Getting swallowed by a fish is not cool, right? You know, like, I got swallowed by a fish, you know, like, weird. Like you know, we're in Oklahoma, but people like use, like their arms to like catch big fish. The, that's weird. If you do that, we love you. It's weird. <laughs> the, the, it's not something to like brag about. It's not something to like look at and, like where's a badge. It's kind of like humbling. And I thought about this this over and over again. God, is this where, you always, is this where you're always trying to get me? Because you don't have to send a fish. I just want to do it on my own. <laughs> right? But God might not send a fish for you, but he'll send something to you. That will get you to your knees. And say, I don't have all the answers. And I've tried everything on my own. I even tried running away from you, but you still caught me, so now you got me. God changed me. I I, I don't know if maybe some of you need to wake up and need to believe that Jesus actually wants you to say things and speak to things. And to be the person that Jesus has created you to be. I I don't know if some of you are throwing things overboard right now that you don't need to throw overboard. Because you're like, it's just a storm, we got to do it. Instead of throwing your worries, I don't know where, where some of you are. I would say all of us probably fit somewhere in this. But we will walk out the same way we came in if we don't have the humility to say, I don't know, God, and I just need your help. If you would, let's stand to our feet. We're going to worship in just a second to have that moment between you and God. But James chapter 4 verse 6 says, please, if you missed everything else, and you're just kind of going through the church motions, fine, just get this one. And he gives grace generously. As the scriptures say, God opposes the proud, Jonah. He'll send a storm. He opposes you, fights you. That's not a winnable fight. But he gives grace. Another translation says he gives unwarranted help to the humble. And I don't know about you, but I'm feeling this. God, I need your help. God, I need your grace. I am woefully underprepared for all of this. But even in this moment, God is just looking for us to say, okay, God, I just back down, back away. I don't got all the answers. So right here, right in this moment, can we just turn everything else off? I'm not not talking about the meeting you have in the next hour or whatever you want to do. I'm talking about right here, right now, you and God. All over this room, if you would just close your eyes. Just you and God. Come on, church. You and God. Make this not only a holy moment, make it a humble moment. Right here. Right now.